Yo, 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 man. Sorry to interrupt your regular podcast listening. And we thank you for choosing the Takeover Lounge for your audio enjoyment. But we had to tell you about our sponsors, Voice Threads. Voice Threads is a socially conscious lifestyle brand that brings awareness to important causes by designing unique apparel like mismatched socks that tells the inspiring story of local nonprofit organizations. All products are ethically made in the United States and sewn with sustainable yarns such as recycled cotton and recycled polyester. In addition, a portion of the proceeds from the sale of each pair of socks is donated to Voice nonprofit partners. Voice Threads' mission is to help people cause conversation about the things that matter most and to harness the power of generosity to create a more equitable, thriving community. You can become a member of The Vibe by visiting voicethreads.com or following them on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Pinterest, and LinkedIn. That's Voice Threads, V-O-Y-C-E, Threads. Now, let's get back into the interview. Takeover Lounge. It's your boys. You give. Uh, yeah, we're, we're missing a few people here today. Uh, usually, Danielle is on the on the podcast with us, but due to some reasons uh, that uh, I, I messed up, so she had uh, other appointments that she had to attend, and uh, mankind couldn't be here with us due to personal issues. But we have uh, a special interim executive producer. He goes by the name of Che Velasquez. What up, Che? How you doing? Hello, hello. <laughs> that's, not, that's not a guest today, but we have a special guest with us today. He goes by the name of Slobby Robbie. How you doing, Slobby Robbie? Hey, listen, man, I got enough personality to go around. Whoever's missing, I got you. I, go. I take up, I take up enough room on this couch to, to to make up for it. You know what I mean? I love it. I love it. We need the energy. I'm glad that you could be here with us. I'm glad you made time out to, to do this. Oh yeah, you mean out of my grilled cheese eating schedule that you just saw me vigorously yeah. working on? Exactly. Oh yeah. yeah, bro. I mean, you know, I'm real stressed <laughs> out, as you can tell. But yeah, man. So how you been? How you doing? I'm doing excellent, man. I'm I'm ready for I'm ready for this hot weather to go away. I'm ready for uh, Halloween shopping. Halloween and, shopping. Uh, this is my favorite time of year. Is I'm it? A, yeah, I'm a fall. I'm a fall guy, man. Even though Tucson never had a fall, really. No, I fucked up. This is fall. <laughs> I mean, fall? The, yeah. When I get, you know, but when when, when you need to wear a hoodie on Halloween and you're okay. out till one in the morning and True. it starts actually getting cold. <laughs> that's when fall hits. Right. You're right. You're right. But speaking of Halloween, do you know where you're going to be yet? Are you going to be? Oh, somewhere? yeah, I do. Absolutely know what I'm going to be. Gonna I'm know? on a big, huge Universal Monsters kick right now. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to, uh, we're all taking a, a, a Generation Cool staff field trip to Frankenstein at the Loft. What? Um, the fun. original Frankenstein. I'm going to be Frankenstein. Okay. Uh, my girlfriend, Sammy Jane, is going to be Bride of Frankenstein. All my staff here are going to be classic monsters. Uh, we're going to even have a little haunted house here at the shop. Yes, and yes, yes. My, one of my staff's even going to be Creature from the Black lagoon and we're gonna have a little lagoon in the back that's gonna be tight some real water that's gonna be real water water. we're about to get real in here murky water it's it's awesome being able to be in this uh space that you're just now renovating it looks like yeah yeah this is our new office and uh it's gonna we're uh, actually we just put all the finishing touches on so brand new ceiling brand new ac brand new lighting system and 
We're about ready to start doing some live TV, you know, some Instagram lives and also finally have a nice space to breathe, you know, right. so that I can uh, kind of just chill. Definitely. Might, I might move in. I might live here. You might live here? I might live here. Just do it. Just do it. Why oh, not? Yeah, right, you put right. it better right there, futon? Um, uh, yeah, I'm saying. <laughs> it, it, we, <laughs> some Kanye stuff? Right? Uh, bro, my whole life is some Kanye stuff. <laughs> For real. This is the most creative guy that I've, I've known so far. I mean, I think you're up there with the most creative people that I know. Yeah, it's between me, Kanye, and God. <laughs> that's what <laughs> Okay. Usually that's, that. the, that's the part. That's, that's the cool. that part. <laughs> so where did you get that creativity from? Or are you have you been creative your whole life? Yeah, I guess so. You know, um, I, I always fancied myself uh, a drawer. Okay. And uh, I don't think, I've, while I went to school for graphic design and illustration, all those things, I think that I'm uh, actually really idea-based. The older I've gotten to know myself better as a human, is uh, the better I've known that I'm about ideas, concepts. You know, I think somebody like uh, Timberland, Kanye, these people are all idea-based and they have teams and it's not the teams aren't, you know, the, the true talent or, you know, necessarily, you know, you, sometimes it takes an, a, a, a lot of other really talented people to execute a bigger okay. idea. So I've learned that over over time. And um, I have graphic designers. I draw on napkins, you know, and then it turns into T-shirt designs. I did a collaboration with Chalkline on and made a Mr. T jacket. And I just drew with a pen on a piece of lined paper. And they send me real full color cads <laughs> within a week. And it's That's magic, sick. you know. So I think um, I could see that, like, I, I, you know, having seen a lot of uh, behind the scenes stuff especially with his creative process and sampling and you know uh sort of doing a lot of things that i'm really interested in which is uh pop culture related stuff yeah. i think when you're sampling paul simon mm -hmm. singing it yourself and then choosing another artist to rap over it you're you're doing uh, postmodernism and you're doing collage and you're doing a lot of things that are visual art Definitely. concepts and i know he has a visual art background with his mom so i have a similar background i came from visual art but now i'm into uh God-like concepts. God-like concepts. And what does that mean? What's God-like concepts? No, mean? just, you know, realizing that the whole, your whole world is at your fingertips, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, instead of wishing and hoping and I always wanted to do X, you know, you realize that if you have the right resources and you, and you go about things the right way, you are really creating your own universe. So, you know, again, That's like I always wanted to have a nice office with a kitchen back here and, mm -hmm. you know, um, it wasn't going to happen the first two years we had yeah. this place uh, because we just didn't have the resources, nor did I even have access to be renting this particular room right. so uh it's great to have good ideas and then figure out the right times and the and the best ways to implement them and mm -hmm. uh you know i think that uh you know in a lot of people's eyes however you want to look at god you know even in the mother nature sense uh, creation right yes. you know mother nature still creates new species of plants and, right. and animals that we've never seen every day so uh you know call me father nature father nature the father nature of the vintage biz <laughs> we have brother nature and father nature here we are you know <laughs> I'm saying, what happened to Brother Nature? He fell off. After yeah, he got, yeah. I think I pieced up. He fell off. I, I don't. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. You know. I, sometimes I look up. You know, to see what happened with some of these yeah, guys. That's what but I'm you know, it, it's all good. Uh, I don't even know what the Jungle Brothers are doing. Yeah, right. It's yeah, like, Brother right. Ali. Let's get into all the brothers. Yeah, we, the brothers I don't know that? what any of these brothers are doing, homie. <laughs> Literally, the Blues Brothers. What happened to the Blue, Blue Brothers? Dead. Dead. Yeah. Oh, yep. Sorry. R.I.P. B.I.P. B.I.P. So um, how long did it take you to realize that, come to that realization of like, yo, if I want it, I can just create it? I mean, I think that you realize that in baby steps along the way. And, you know, it's a, it's a sort of a, um, uh, you know, like 
like cooking or something, you know, you, you always were able to microwave that frozen pizza that your mom left for you or melt some cheese on some nachos when you were 12 in the microwave. But you, you, some people just, you know, probably were so passionate that they were able to harness the cutting skills and the mm-hmm. actual getting the temperature right in the frying pan. Right. You know, and these are things that even my, I, I, myself, uh, you know, in, in the kitchen, I realized the older I've gotten, uh, the more confidence I gave myself, the, the more I could pull something off and actually right. make it look good and like show off a little bit, you know? Right. So I think that, you know, after some, uh, you know, screen print years and years of screen printing classes, mm-hmm. I finally understood what it really takes to make a shirt, to design Definitely. a shirt, colorways, what people want, the marketplace. You know, again, these are, I wanted, you know, uh, I had three or four brands, let's be honest, right. that failed before I had Generation Cool. Mm-hmm. You hear a lot of that. You hear, you know, uh, so-and-so businessman had seven, you know, big right. businesses before he hit it big with Microsoft, you know, Definitely. or, you know, whatever. And it's all Gary V type shit. You no, know definitely. what I mean? We're not going to go too far down that wormhole. But I think that um, when I was able to embrace the um, realization that other people were needed, yeah. that uh, having a screen print guy mm-hmm. instead of always screen printing my own shirts was a right. was a move. Uh, and, and that there's a symbiosis here mm-hmm. and screen print guys are going to want a jersey from me sometime and right. I'm going to need some shirts rushed before my Halloween event. <laughs> and, right. uh, and we all scratch each other's back. But with creative process, uh, you know, realizing sometimes 3D print's the best. Sometimes it's better to hire someone to sculpt it for you. Sometimes you don't have to do everything yourself. Right. And uh, being a control freak, Virgo, egomaniac, you know some yeah. of these Kanye-esque traits that <laughs> someone like me has. Right. Um, you you it, you have to sometimes suck it up and and ask for help. You know, Definitely. so I think uh, um, you know on some you know without getting deep into like soul manifestation and energy manifestation, you know whatever. I've obviously I think that's you know, your brain being a computer and being able to control your own, you know, your own sort of holographic movie, literally scientific yeah. proof that your brain is putting out waves that's changing things. Exactly. You know, you're excited to meet somebody. They feel it, right? Yeah. So yeah. a good salesman makes everybody feel like they're, oh, I'm so excited you came into our car <laughs> right. dealership today. You are, you. I love your, you know, without being, you know, oh, you look great in that dress. Right. You know, say, I love the way you dress. You look sharp. Exactly. You know, a positive energy without, uh, you know, any kind of intentions right behind exactly. it. So, uh, t- I think I've mastered, uh, uh, the art of learning and mastered the art of picking up some of these skills and, and adaption along the way, you know, Definitely. it sounds like you really enjoyed the process of creating, like that's like your favorite part. I mean, yeah, an idea, you know, yeah. like I, I'm like, okay. So like this, this, our Halloween party, I'm like, okay guys, <laughs> how weird. Here's what the flyer looks like. We're right. going to make shirts and we're building a haunted house. Go. I'm not like, yeah, I'm going to be here at 8 in the morning building. Like, I'm literally like, who's going to be the volunteers? Right. We're like, you know, we're going to get a couple. I got a couple, like, gals from U of A that came in. They're like, we'd love to help. All of a sudden, I'm realizing, well, you already know, we have a Halloween committee. Yeah. And I'm just the guy with all the (laughs) ideas, and everyone else is going to execute. But I also have the means, the funds. I'm going to get the DJ. Right. I'm going to do my part. But I'm a big idea guy. And I do enjoy that part the most. You know, I'm really good at branding. So you come to me, yo, I want to start a frozen line made in vodka company yeah i'm gonna start hitting you with logo ideas i'm yep. gonna start hitting you with with commercial campaign ideas I love and that. i love that like the the inception part the the um the the the, the baby steps mm-hmm. towards an idea is like my most exciting part yeah. so i think i'm uh you know i'm definitely a think tank guy as opposed to a uh blue collar yeah no definitely i'm glad approach. i'm glad that you mentioned that because i feel like a lot of People just always rush to the angle, right? They're always like, I need to get to this now. But right. they, if they forget to enjoy 
those struggles or the the little hiccups that you encounter or even just the startup so yeah I'll, well you know it sucks you know yeah. when you once you mastered riding a bike you forgot about all those times when you were awkward and embarrassed mm-hmm. and your homies ran rode faster than you and right. you know your homie was could do a bunny hop and you couldn't right. you know you could once you re- reached that level and you had some sick ass bike in like high school and you were like you know sick with it and like using it to go to your job and yep. you know like you were saving up for a car you realize that i did kind of master this along mm-hmm. the way even though i felt like a buster at the beginning you know whatever right. so i think um it's not you know you might not actually enjoy that part mm-hmm. but if you are wise enough to um just realize that it's just the doing man right. it's, it, it, it's real hard pill to swallow but it's it's not really the outcome mm-hmm. it's the doing because i've done some sick ass art projects that don't exist no more right. um some of the best stuff i've done was event-based art that only lasted one night mm. giant pyramids of hamburgers we, we made a pyramid of a thousand hamburgers at hotel congress you know That's and uh it was sick yeah. it was one of my favorite art pieces i've ever done but you know we were eating on the shit yeah they're gone. <laughs> they were gone the <laughs> next day it. they were in the <laughs> trash can and in people's bellies right but uh it was uh, an experience you know and we and we we put that energy and we all shared that energy and i think with anything you know again i i i, I think back now and i'm like oh yeah it didn't hit the big time with my right. first t-shirt design mm-hmm. nobody called me no one from the newspapers was interviewing me about my first t-shirt right. you know whatever but guess what now uh, everything i do with tucson weekly wants to interview me you know Literally, the take yep. on nine news wants to know what i think about the street car yeah. you know what i mean and that's what i wanted man of course deep down course. in the, my early 20s i was like no nah, i have a voice yeah. i have something to say i do cool shit mm-hmm. tucson isn't that lame people like me live in tucson and are doing cool shit right but you don't know about it exactly you know, but, it, but, it, but guess what i didn't earn it you know I, maybe it wasn't it, it, it wasn't it, I, I didn't deserve it if mm-hmm. i had opened the clothing store i wanted a cl- i wanted this store in my early 20s you yeah. know i wanted to do what i do now Definitely. and uh i don't think i would have been that good at it i think no. i would have made more mistakes i would have let my emotions get the best of me at times right. um in business which mm-hmm. you know uh and now as an older wiser person you know uh I, I probably realized that I wasn't meant to have my store until I was in my 30s right. and I was a little bit less reckless. <laughs> <laughs> we still made a lot of mistakes right. the first couple of years. I used to drink uh, at the shop all the time. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, whatever, bro. It's yeah. my store. It's like, yeah, me. It's, my- it's like being at your house. Right. But then I started realizing that I was like, where are the days going? Like, what am I getting mm-hmm. done Thursday and Fridays? Right. How come nothing ever gets done on Thursdays and Fridays? Because all my homies are coming through and we're mm-hmm. fucking drinking and ordering pizza. Right. You know? But as you can see, not my much has changed, except I'm just gonna wait, you know. Right, exactly. Wait till five wait after till five. we make, make a few K in the store and I shine my shine my pearly whites and charm a few people and exactly. then, I, then I'm allowed. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so being who you are, I feel like sales was Something that you probably you thought about doing for a while, like just wholeheartedly. Is that oh, sure, true? Sure, sure. You know, I always wanted to work at a sneaker store or a toy store when I was a kid. Yeah. You know, and and, and you know, then I of course was like a lot of people out of necessity got jobs like pizza oven boy, you know, yeah. who got paid cash under the table right. once a week and wash dishes when it was mm-hmm. slow, you know, and these are jobs that um, you know, were probably more convenient and that were just right there in front of me and I never really pursued retail. Right. Now, I did um, at, at, at times 
realized that I was learning these kind of skills in my other job. So I was a preschool teacher. Right, right, uh, right. I was an art teacher. And I realized that talking to people, being persuasive and, <laughs> and, and sort of charismatic with people really generates a certain energy. So I feel like I was almost warming up. I, I, I feel like I was just practicing this Definitely. whole time. And I didn't know. I didn't realize right. that I was practicing for, for the big time, for the big show, for yes. my dreams. But um, I felt like... I was missing my dreams and they were slipping, but really I was just making my way up to the big leagues through the minors, you know? Right, exactly. I don't think a lot of people know that about you, that you used to be a teacher. Like, you taught youth. And how is how is that for I mean, you? My, my whole background, you know, my two backgrounds are in art and people, right? So, right. um and I guess my, my, deg- my degree, you know, our education, my master's in art education really culminated in both those things, you know? Um, but I kind of started early on, um, being inspired by my sixth grade teacher in elementary school uh, to volunteering with kids in high school to my first job out of high school, being a preschool teacher for four or five years to going into working in group homes and therapy and more, uh, social services. Yes, yes, yes. And then, uh, uh, pretty much skipping straight from that into this stuff yeah. because uh, I, I spent a long time reflecting on um, uh, what it's like to be good to other people, what it's like to help other people, and but and then also realize that sometimes it's okay to just care about yourself too, yeah. in a non in a non like greedy or selfish capitalist way, but in a way where you know when you're doing what you love and you're doing your best, it makes the world a better place. So true. So I feel like I was almost paying my dues. Uh, you know, and as a fucking white man in, in this world, I think that you have to uh, go through some shit where you realize that I had a good life. I had a good when I was a kid. Not everybody is nobody. No, we're not. We're not born on the same platform. Right. We're not all given the same chances. Right. So I think that working with different populations and working with women and working my way up through, you know, uh, being raised as a chauvinistic white male, you know, was also things that I had to work through uh, as shortcomings as a human being before I could Definitely. really fully connect with people the right way too because you always come from where you come from exactly and you and if it's and if it's not okay and it's not making the world a better place you have to reevaluate where you came from and 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 we've you know paid it forward and uh you know i think as far as vintage you know my genre of vintage you know let's call it like hype beast vintage uh i don't see a lot of stores with female staff you know i saw a lot of stores that were of my ilk in the first few years didn't have a lot of minority staff Mm -hmm. so we didn't necessarily go out of our way but let's just say we made a habit of 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 hiring a lot of females and minorities because that was important uh to uh, just being whole and being balanced right because you gotta balance who are you balancing out me yeah it's a lot to balance so <laughs> so, but again, these are all things that you know, kicks in the nuts that you got to take along the way. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you, you know, you got to realize, damn, what did I just say that? Right. You know, uh, you know, I used to say, um, people go, oh, your kids are in bed already. I'd be like, yeah, dad, I'm white. My kids go to bed at fucking eight, you know, and, and, and it's funny. Right. And I'm and in a comedic sense, it's fine. Definitely. But I think my, my comedy wasn't always appreciated in the workplace at an office mm. or a school. Right. 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 <laughs> so right. I, I had, you know, I, I grew, I grew, Definitely. you know, and now I get to say whatever I want because exactly. I'm the boss. Exactly. And as long as you're not hurting people, uh, you know, it's okay to start going back to the comedic side. Of course. But uh, I think that, uh, I had to take my lumps uh, yeah. along the way in the real world and the 
real job situations. Of course. I'm glad that you got that realization, though. I mean, it well, hurts, we all right? have to have We that. all have to, right? I mean, uh, you know, I, you know, I mean, my 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 business partner Jr. who yep. uh, helped me found the store Hump House. You know, he um, he he was adopted into a white family early in his life, and he had a different you know upbringing, and uh, he actually had sort of a rural sort of white point of view just because he grew up in that household. Right. So I would tell him, damn, man, she's got it rough, you know, about someone that we knew mutually. And he goes, oh, you think? And I'm like, bro, that's a that's a, a, a gay black woman, dog. Right. I was like, you don't realize that her life just went 300 times harder mm-hmm. than like someone like me? And he's like, oh, you think? And, but, and, and he, it wasn't that he was ignorant or, no. or, or, or stupid. I don't even think it was ignorance. It was that he never thought about things that way. And I had working in social services, working in group homes, exactly. I, I, I had I had to see things from a, a child's perspective right. and, and and realize this child had it even harder than mm-hmm. XYZ child or you know this this child needs XYZ even more than the average child. Exactly. So but then you start realizing we're all babies. Yes, of course. We're all kids so from wrong. a broken home. We're yeah. all kids, you know, we're all latchkey kids in our own way, right? Mm-hmm. And and so I every time I want to beat someone up or punch him in the face, I think that person is someone's child. Right. That's someone that that's a baby. That's just right. a grown-up baby. They're no different than me. Exactly. When I'm fucking alone on a Saturday eating ice cream, who you know, right. wondering why nobody has a crush on me anymore, you know. So you know, I think empathy, learning, you know, these are things that I had to kind of work out, and that we all have to work out to really hit our full strides and success. And really, you should be doing that every day. You know, I mean, every day I'm trying to be like, oh shit, okay, I kind of you know approach that you know better. You know, I, I my plum a plumber came to my house this morning, and I was like, oh yeah, he was trying to talk me up i'm trying to do my instagram story and i'm like right. come on dog just because you're at my house fix up my toilet doesn't mean you get to talk to me right you know like, right, right. i started realizing this guy's nice man he's cool i put my fucking phone away yeah and we had like a nice half hour conversation this turns That's out dope. the dude got me free tennis lessons wow and he's coming back to fix some whole other shit That's that he's not dope. even gonna like charge my landlady for and we all win you know exactly uh so you know uh a little bit of uh understanding goes a long way right exactly so true it's it's cool because uh i work in the behavioral health field so it's awesome to hear how you're practicing that as well. I mean, from just social work to working with youth and I'm really trying to be understanding and empathetic of other people's situations. And I think Period, right? that's like, what we're missing a lot in the world right now. It's just a lot more empathy. I mean, when people, you know, when people want to talk about politics, my, I'll tell them, I'll tell them straight up. Here's my platforms, right? Caring about other people. Yeah. Oh my God forbid. <laughs> Caring about other people. Preserving nature. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, what a fucking political problem, right? right. How, what, how polarizing, right? Right. Caring about other people, nature, and the arts. Yes. Okay. Yes, like literally, like like I don't. I could. I, you know. And I think some of this stuff, you know, Roe versus Wade and all this shit, that falls under caring about other people. Right. Duh. Right. And most of these, but like, if you can simplify it and realize that at the end of the day, that's. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to play God again here. I'm sorry to play Kanye again here, yeah. but we should all care about other people and Literally. we should all care about the fucking earth. So of that's course. not a political, that's something that I'm, I'm, I'm your, I'm going to be your shepherd and I'm going to tell you what you should give a fuck more about. Right. Right. So, uh, I, I, I teach, I teach my staff down here on fourth all the time about mental health and they're like, Oh, well that guy was being a weirdo. And I'm like, well, he's on the spectrum. Right. Yeah. Did you see he didn't hit a fucking worker with them with the fucking lanyard on mm-hmm. dog? Yeah. Like he's not, you know, he, right. he came in here on, on a field trip. Right. Like, you know right. what I mean? Let's treat, 
him, we treat him extra kind. Yes, exactly. You know, we, and, and there have been times where I treated a client really well, and then the staff member came back and bought something, and they said, you know, my client was in here, he, he's schizophrenic, or he's this and that, or he has this condition, and you guys were super kind, and you spent like 20 minutes talking to him, you let him play the video game for it, and you know, you treated him, and he, he talked about it for weeks. Wow. And now I wanted to come back and buy something. You know, I'm like, yeah, dog, no, that's nothing. You don't exactly. need to bring that. Exactly. Like, that's not, we don't, you don't need to, you don't need to thank us for that. You know, that's the least we could do is uh, serve, is serve the mental, mentally ill population the best we can. Right. So, I mean, it's, it, without realizing it, I think mental health is a big part of what we all do Definitely. every day, you know? Of course. And so speaking of mental health, how do you take care of your mental health? Well, you know, I'm I'm not gonna like shy away from the fact that like it's it's been hard, you know, for me over time because I went from feeling like a very mentally healthy person when I was in the field, yeah. probably because I was practicing what I was preaching, because I was really good at not losing my cool, right. you know. And then you go into a situation where your ego gets fed, like me, mm-hmm. and I'm a fucking. You know, I'm in the internet and yeah. I'm getting interviewed and you yeah. know, and my ego and I love it, right? Yeah. But my ego's growing, right? When that happens, and then you start to lose touch of some of that stuff, right? Yeah. And so, uh, I could lose my cool, bro. Like mm-hmm. I was saying earlier before, like yeah. I, 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 I came in after those first couple of years, I was like, suck my dick. This is my house. I'm mm-hmm. gonna do what I want. Da 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 da. Right, right? right. And I still have that approach. I tell my staff all the time. I'm like, you ain't me, homeboy. <laughs> I mean, you don't smoke weed on shift. Right. You don't get to get girls' phone numbers. You don't get to. You don't get to go leave and go eat whenever you feel that's me right and i said when you own your own store yes. you're gonna do that yes you're gonna have yes, sex yes, with yes. your girlfriend in the bathroom whenever <laughs> you want at your own store not right. at my store not on my watch not on my dollar yep. right and so uh i have a certain level of that that i've maintained but i think i probably went too far mm-hmm. and i was you know i was i was um probably using a lot more alcohol okay. back then mm-hmm. uh and i think that can really throw off a, a, a person's balance me yeah. personally uh and uh i feel like with alcohol comes other drugs sometimes mm-hmm. and that, we all know how that how draining that could be on the yeah. human body so i think the pressure i put on myself the first few years to be successful resulted in a, a lot of great things which we're now seeing but right. it also resulted in a lot of things that weren't good for me as a human and a lot of that would have to do with sleep uh, partying, mm-hmm. being concerned, uh, things that your ego gets concerned about, like women, and uh, right. you know, and, and then you're all of a sudden you want to fight. You have ten, you have five enemies more mm-hmm. because you think those are dudes that are trying to hit on your lady, right. you know, or your other side piece. And all of a sudden, like uh, this energy is festering, right? Negative yeah. energy, right? Yep. Then the show came out. I really blew up, really feeling myself, and then I was very validated, right? I was right. like, yeah, fuck all y'all, <laughs> right? Like everybody right. who 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 bullied me in high school yep. who bullied me as an adult right mm-hmm. in this town which happens everybody who talks shit about our prices and our and we, it, we we're, they all ate their words because everyone in the fucking country was like oh this guy knows his shit right this guy is you know people were you know my girlfriend loves this there was this, some girl who used to always comment on all my photos you're such a genius and, like, <laughs> and i even have like a coffee mug yeah. doesn't, it doesn't say world's best boss it says you're such a genius because that's you know that's that's where i was that was my tight. approach and yeah. i love that we should all love ourselves that of way course. but it went to my head and and um 
the money, of course, goes to your head, and then mm-hmm. they're so very deflating when you spend it all. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And let's be honest, and we've seen from rappers and athletes, we all spend it all. Yeah. Even the smartest people with financial advisors, you hide the you hide the money from your accountant, you hide the money from your spouse. Yep. I hide money from my girlfriend all the time, dog, mm-hmm. in my sock. Yeah. But like, uh, you know, so I've been through my trials and tribulations. I've been through a divorce uh, and I, and I, and I went from, you know, seeing my kids every day to seeing my kids every other day. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, you know, something that you have to navigate as a human being. And right. that's something you might not have been prepared for. Right. When you first get into being a married parent. Right. Right. That, that, that day might come because you don't think that way. Oh. But, you know, I've learned uh, quite a few things. I've learned um, that consistency can help a lot. So, again, yeah. the fact that every Thursday I was out till 6 in the morning and then I was playing dad and getting up at 7 in the morning, being a good guy every day during the week, it didn't really bode well for me because then on the weekend I was all burned out and I was a weekend warrior and, yeah. you know, da-da-da. So if you can consistently, now I'm consistently just get up at the same time, a lot. I know it sounds crazy, right. but get up the same time every day. It's doing world of wonders for your body. Yeah, uh, it doesn't confuse your body. Your body operates on sun and... And it True. operates on cycle. Thank you know, you. it's it's part, your body is in tune with the moon and the sun mm-hmm. and earth. So it's very important to be consistent. Even, at, at, uh, you're better off drinking one glass of wine every night yeah. than drinking a whole bottle once a week, you know? Right. And so uh, I guess uh, I learned things like that. I learned myself. I learned breathing. Mm. Uh, my temper, you know, was a big problem. I lost my cool on my staff. I lose my cool on my coworkers, my co-owners. And I think that uh, I was, you know, people would, I had probably had a reputation for being hard to work with or okay. um, hard to deal with at, at times. You know, I think I'm a pretty lovable person in general, but mm-hmm. I think that I had to go through some shit when it comes to, uh, like, uh, levels of, you know, you don't get, I don't, it doesn't matter who you are, bro. Right. You know, like Kanye, you know, again, a perfect example, like when you wild out, you burn bridges with people and yeah. and, and, and you, you, you could be the most lovable person who wilds out, but you're going to see those little pitfalls from that it doesn't Definitely. really benefit you you know burning bridges uh i don't think has been something that's been a benefit of my career but it's definitely something i've done you know mm-hmm. I, 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 I you know so i'm gonna do a collab with somebody and then they end up doing the collab with someone else okay uh, this is just an example that's happened to me over even over the last couple of years and, yeah. I, and my and my was butt hurt mm-hmm. and i was salty at the person they did the collab with instead mm-hmm. i was salty with the company because they didn't reach out and say hey we're gonna move in a different direction right. they just kind of ghosted me and and then stuff like that it can cause certain feelings right Right? But yeah. if you can navigate that and and observe yourself and be like, so you're really just salty that you that you lost out, right? Right. So you're 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 you have no one maybe to blame but yourself mm-hmm. because you're the one who's manifesting this feeling, you know, whatever. Right. So stuff like that. So understanding myself, breathing, consistency. Um, I think uh, uh, something that's been a big deal for me over the course of the last year has been microdosing psilocybin. Okay. Uh, so I've been microdosing. This is really big in the mental health field now. Right. Um, this is really big in, um, you know, this is the new cannabis. You know, okay. uh, heavy cannabis users can experience mood swings. And, you know, I'm a big fan of the cannabis myself too. Mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, yeah, psilocybin actually has a very consistent uh, residual effect. Okay. And it can help you organize your thoughts. Uh, it can help you. Um, there's a great documentary on Netflix right now, fantastic fungi that really breaks down how great 
fungus and uh, mushrooms in general are for humans and the earth. Wow. Uh, so these are our allies. Okay. Uh, actually, they're living organisms, pretty right. much possibly an alien organism that at some point made its way to our earth and yeah. landed from an asteroid or something. It's not. It's not. It's not native. Right. Uh, mushrooms are not native to the earth. Uh, yeah. So they came from somewhere. They came to us. Uh, we can eat them uh, and we can get nourishment, but we can also eat them and get n- brain nourishment. Right. Uh, and it's uh, not about hallucinating all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that's what you're into fine me personally i'm using it for mental health okay uh and it's been about a year and it's really helped me with my temperament and uh, you know you might organize your thoughts in a way where all right i need to talk to the staff uh, about signing out right when they get off work so they don't stand around on, on the clock chatting right? right something that went through my head the old me would have gone in and been like gone to each one of them and been right. like yo dude when it's time to sign out i need you to sign out right, right. Just- but the new you know, organized thought version of that for me is let's have a staff meeting uh, and then I'll work it in there after bringing up a few positive things about how everyone's great, how great, and this is mental shit I learned in the mental health field too. Yeah. But then, you know, kind of step in to a place where I'm in a good mood. So even when I have to talk about something that's awkward or yeah, annoying, it, yeah. it, it, it comes out, it comes off okay. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, yeah, da da da. Oh yeah, word. Oh yeah, your girlfriend's still working at Peter Piper. Oh shit. Yeah. I like the crust. It tastes like cardboard. <laughs> and then you're like, hey, Hey, bro, I gotta be honest. Payroll, you know, costs are up. I noticed, and I yeah. just trying to, you know, get more money for you guys to be able to raise your wages. Right. So, you know, this exactly. I, I, my brain has a has a better way of sort of uh, organizing my uh, my thoughts and intentions, and then executing it in a more strategic way, yeah. um, verbally and emotionally. And so, it's just helped me a lot. More patience with my kids, and yeah. honestly, being about slightly more motivated. I'm big on That's coffee. Good. I love it. I like to be energetic. But um, the uh, psilocybin can sort of take you to a slightly more creative, energetic place. Mm. So you, uh, oh, it's a nice time to uh, replant some of the plants. Uh, right. Don't forget to water the plants. You right. know, you're coming back down to earth, right? Exactly. So things like TV and radio have a certain frequency that really mess up our natural vibration. Mm. And, you know, it's whatever, the, whatever you want to say, the Illuminati, the lizard people, <laughs> whoever do it, right. you know, they, it is harming us. Science will tell you that. So stuff like psilocybin is bringing our vibration back down to a more peaceful place. Wow. Uh, and and, and uh, you're going to experience more telepathy. Um, you know, you're going to experience more connections with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you'll notice it, you know, and it's a really good thing. It's things that we were born with that we've tapped out of. Right. Um, and I'm sure that every, the common person can probably refer to at least two or three times in their life when they experience telepathy with whether it's with a family member yeah. a child or you know uh you know it happens with my girlfriend and i all the time mm-hmm. and and it's like super weird stuff where you just don't you know she's right. like i okay. she's in her head she's wondering do you we were in the hotel in la last weekend and she's wondering if i brought q-tips and in her head she was doing her makeup wondering if i brought q-tips yeah and i'm watching someone else's story chilling on the bed i'm already ready for dinner and for some reason i go i didn't bring q-tips tips babe and she's like what and then she's like why do you say that and i was like i don't fucking know and i remember asking myself why did you just say that dog why are you running your yeah, like that, that? You, look, yeah. you look like a buster yeah like how metro are you dog that you like just randomly brought up q-tips and she's like yeah because that's what i was about to ask you you know right and i find myself uh i've always you know f- 
been fairly in touch with that, but I find myself feeling more and more comfortable with that, with yeah. those kind of situations too, which is really what, at the end of the day, what we all need to do is evolve and get a better vibration and start understanding each other on an even deeper level. Yeah. You know, understanding when you walk by somebody that they got, you know, um, I, I'll, I'll, I'm the kind of person I'll tell you, I could tell when something's wrong with somebody by just glancing and making eye contact yeah. with them. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people don't have that skill. And no. I think that I've noticed that with my staff. I said, well, you didn't see, she looked like she had been crying. And they're right. like, what? And I'm like, yeah, dog. And I think men, men in general, I'm trying to tell them, you know, you're not paying attention to women. If you're like trying to, you know, you're like, you, you, you not see, like, I'll tell my, you know, coworkers, oh, she's, oh, I don't know what her problem was today. And I was like, dog, you look like she was crying right. before she got here. Exactly. Like, obviously it's a, it was more than, she wasn't being bitchy, you right. know? So it's, it's exercises that we all need to participate in to understand other people better, you know? So mental health for me has helped me tap in, um, back in, back into my yeah. old self, which was a lot more of a helpful and understanding self. I think that I got too caught up in my own head, yeah. too caught up in my own um, intention and, and not re really realizing that we're all in this group intention, right? Mm -hmm. So when I'm doing good, everyone's doing good. Exactly. When I'm in a good mood, of course my staff's going to be in a better mood. Right. So, you know, it, it's... Um, we have a, a certain, we have a heavy responsibility in this world because we're all sharing this energy. So, uh, you know, the more people I can turn on to that kind of a vibe or product, you know, the better. So that's, you know, one of my sort of uh, platforms I'm on right now is psilocybin. I have a super slobby snacks, what? uh, which is a psilocybin brand that I have coming out in the next few months. That's, that's and tight. it's California, Congrats. medically regulated. Uh, it's legal in three counties in California. It's okay. legal in Oregon. Um, and so these are the places that I'm, Fat manufacturing with legally, yeah. uh, and I'm pretty proud to, of stuff like that. And I think that's the wave, you know, for me is, is uh, mental health through things like cannabis, psilocybin, and uh, you know, encouraging people in all these fields to have more growth. You know, yeah. there's stuff like rap, you know, fashion, rap music, mm -hmm. streetwear, sneakers. You know, it can be so toxic and so misogynistic. Yeah, yeah. and 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 it's time to. Uh, um, it's time for us all to just sit around the fucking campfire Definitely. and just really enjoy it. You know, everyone's company instead of worrying so about true. fucking our, our own, you know, you know, it's time to stop criticizing what everyone else wants to wear and make mm -hmm. more references to how much you like what everyone else is wearing. Right. You know, does exactly. that make sense? No, that makes perfect sense. I love how uh, vulnerable and open you're, you're making yourself right now. I don't know if you do, do this often, but I mean, I almost <laughs> cried. I almost cried just now. <laughs> but it's it's very appreciated. I think people, the listeners are definitely going to like what you're saying because I think sometimes you just need to hear it from somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Or somebody that they aspire to be or sure, look sure. up to. So I, yeah, I really know, appreciate that. We've all, you know, everybody's been through hell, bro. Yep. Everybody's been through hell, you know, uh, and, and, even even that rich white spoiled college kid who I mm -hmm. want to sock in the face because he said something rude to me in my store right. he's been through hell you right. know he had some shithead teacher who treated him like shit and bullied yeah. him in, in, in high school or he probably you know the football team bullied him or you know whatever and he's he's paying that negative energy forward so you know the more we can just make him feel good about himself when he comes in the store you know yeah right. man uh, you know I had some dude yesterday he's like y'all don't have no discounts and I was like well are you a student and he's like, yeah. And I was like, then you get a discount every time you come in, man. Right. And in my head, I might have this little like way of me on the outside. And in my head, I'm like, Shh. I'm like, smack you fool you're using your mom's credit card anyway dog right. talking about discounts right but like on the outside i'm like absolutely bud yeah 
Of course there's a discount for you. <laughs> of course, for Fine, you. sir. Just for you, sir. <laughs> Just for you, only you. <laughs> but we all need that, right? Yeah. We all need that little bit of attention, you know? Yeah, of course. We all need that, like, validation that I'm human, I'm somebody. You know, we got, uh, there's been a couple of homeless gals uh, that are have frequented in our block over the last few weeks, and they're the sweetest, you know, things things on earth. They're like, hi, how are you? Good morning. Yeah. And I'm like, man, why can't all these homeless people be women? Right. <laughs> they, 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 they got it. You know, like, they got way better manners yeah, than the usual. You know, and so I'm like, I'm like, how are you? Yeah, it's like, you know, we got the water cooler back there whenever right. you need it. You know what I mean? Definitely. And they're like, oh, yeah. I'm like, it's for everybody. You know, exactly. that water cooler ain't just for us. And then all of a sudden, you know, she's out there picking up trash off the, tra- off the sidewalk because we treated her good, you know? So, so yeah. uh, you know, I think I'm old enough or been through it enough, you know, or been through the ringer, the wash enough times that maybe I could have a voice. Um, that resonates with somebody who who was like a young me mm-hmm. who knew who knew what was good for them but didn't know how to implement it. Exactly. Didn't know how to look at themselves in the mirror and be like, "Yo, dog, you ain't perfect." Mm-hmm. You know, Brad Pitt shit stinks. Right. You know, what I'm saying like fucking, you know, like Kim Kardashian got like I met Britney Spears, dog. I right. kissed Paris Hilton on the lips, bro. They got acne, yeah, yeah. they got bumps. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But they're beautiful. I'll tell you right now, Paris Hilton is a very nice, intelligent, kind person. She's mm-hmm. the sweetest thing. She's very cool. She's never done anything creepy. She doesn't right. have plastic surgery bro uh-huh. like i was like you know everything you would think of with someone like that mm-hmm. she's the original kim kardashian in a right. lot of ways but in a lot of ways she's not she was just being herself being silly and being mm-hmm. funny you know exactly. and and i was like thinking in my head i had something you know about her in my head and then i'm like realize man we're all like we're all the same exactly man. we all exactly. everybody and beyonce's got someone popping her pimples you right know? <laughs> yep exactly that's so true so uh Switching the topic, I love talking about mental health. But what about uh, the? Uh, how did the the show come about? Slobby, Slobby's world. How did that opportunity arise for you? You know, I like to tell people when you're when you're handsome and, and funny <laughs> and uh, and and intelligent, you know, a lot of things happen. You know, you definitely. Know, people tend to know. Um, so I uh, started off with uh, getting a. Uh, Again, people skills. I was uh, cool with the weekly. Uh, There was a gentleman who worked for Tucson Weekly, who uh, named Dan Gibson, who does a lot of stuff now with getting tourism and commerce to Tucson, and he works with you know uh, various organizations that bring business to Tucson, and part of what they do is bring TV and film to Tucson. And so he went and represented Tucson and represented his um, agencies at at, at a uh, conference for. Um, reality show producers and, okay. and and people who wanted to make movies and it was location based stuff, right? Right. So they're saying, okay, well, what's in Tucson? It's cool. There's desert. There's you know, uh, saguaros and there. So the, of course, look at you know Aunt Mike's and you know some of these uh, personalities that have come out of Tucson in the tattoo world, right? Or, you know, so we were known for tattoos and mm-hmm. well, you know whatever. So they. Um, you know, somebody was saying, well, we're looking for personalities, you know, we're looking for people in Tucson okay. and access, uh, access Tucson, Dan Gibson and all the fine people there, uh, were, uh, keen enough to, <laughs> you know, mention, you know, uh, mention your name in a, in a room full of opportunities as the meme would say. Right. Exactly. So then, That's my name got mentioned in a room full of opportunities and, uh, probably cause I was kind or nice to someone or yeah. cool to someone at one point in time down there and they liked me and they all, oh, yeah, there's this crazy guy down on fourth Avenue in Tucson and he tells old toys and he restores sneakers and you know he wears crazy outfits right. and, and the guy said oh really 
You know? Yeah. Who's that? Uh-huh. And he said, yeah, I want me to put you in contact with them. So I checked my Facebook message one day, and Facebook. there was Dan Gibson saying, hey, can I give this guy your number? And I said, please, doc. Yeah. And, he, and then I started telling people I was going to have my own TV show uh, before I even had the phone conversation. Wow. Because uh, that's how I roll, you know? Right, exactly. And uh, it, it had a f- I, had, I went over to Che's Lounge, and I had a couple of drinks, and I, you know, I got the nerves out. <laughs> I got the nerves out before he interviewed me, and the yeah. producer called me, and he said, well, what are some of the crazy things that have happened in the show? I said, well, like, you want to go through the orgies or you, or you want to go straight to the, right. you know, the crackheads who, who, you know, who had to get hogtied or you want to go yep. into the $2,000 uh, sneakers mm-hmm. or you want to start? Right. And he's like, okay, all right. Uh, you know, and he goes, yeah, uh, you know, and, and he's like, you know, what is, what is one of the most expensive things you bought? And what are, you know, and I'm saying, yeah, bro, we, you know. We got we got the original Taco Bell sign, and I sent it. You know, I sold it for four thousand bucks, and we had to send it up to Canada and have it put mm-hmm. in a crate. You know, and he's like, "Wow, I think we got a show here." And I was like, "I know we have a show here. <laughs> I've been knowing. Like, yeah, literally, I, I said I know." know. <laughs> And so he goes, you know, I just had a meeting, bro. I just, you know, well, you know, we'll get into it later. But I just had a great meeting yesterday yeah. with a new t- uh, cable network that had a very similar conversation. Wow. And they're like, I think this is going to work. And I said, I know, I know. Yeah. So, um, but sometimes, you know, you don't know. Sometimes you're like, yeah, it's projects. Eh. Yeah. You know, um, I've turned down a sneaker collab with a brand. I don't wear them. You yeah. know, I wear Nikes. Uh, sometimes I wear Adidas every mm-hmm. once in a while. I'm wearing Yeezy slides as we speak. But I'd say I'm pretty well known for wearing Nike. But, you know, the shoe has to fit. Yeah. So the shoe fit. Um, I went to a, a thing called Agenda in Las Vegas, which yes. is a streetwear uh, exhibition, mm-hmm. and we were featured. And they, I used to pay to go to Agenda. Okay, right. I used okay. to come out of the pocket. And I would pay and fly myself. Mm-hmm. I pay for the company to be there because we wanted to be seen and we wanted right. to be around what was popping. Of course, uh, we wanted to have fun. You know, they have Definitely. concerts and you know whatever. I met a lot of great connections and celebrities that I'm still connected to through Agenda. So I go to Agenda Las Vegas. Generation Cool has a booth. We build a toy store. We do a giant installation. Yeah. We got DJing in there. Um, DJ Durrell, Migos' wow. DJ, got into yep, our yep. booth, played two unreleased Migos songs. Cardi B, before anyone knew who Cardi B was, That's was crazy. shopping in our uh, in our booth. You know, wow. you know Manny Megs, he was the Love one that Manny. came up to me and goes, That's Cardi B. She's the next big female rapper. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Uh, we, were, not we were 10 feet away from um, uh, the, the, the chubby reggae cat that got shot by Migos. Yeah, Sean, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sean Kingston? Sean Kingston. Sean we Kingston. were 10 feet away from Sean Kingston getting shot. Locked off what? at him, and he had to run out the back door in agenda. Wow! So, and we were wiling. We were Beautiful. wiling. I was uh, in the no jumper podcast in the background, lifting a BMX bike up in the air. <laughs> we had I had dudes with masks on, holding up Gucci briefcases. Wow. We were wiling, dog. Yeah, no, that's uh, we had we turned it into a party, but we sold a lot. You know, of I probably course. did twenty k in vintage sales at a streetwear convention, and that's what makes and you different from a lot of these. Uh huh. Yeah, places. sure. Yeah, we were different. We were yeah. definitely different than what agenda was used to seeing. Right. Yes. So long story short, apparently an executive from Complex Con. Complex, the network. Uh, yep. This is before Complex Con existed. This is Complex, the network. Uh, had come up to me and gave me his card, telling me he wanted to do a show. Okay, and I said, and I said, yeah, I'm down. Let's do it. Right. Apparently, and then they said they walked away, and they were like, you know, and I, according to the Complex people, I ripped the card up and threw it in the air, and we all laughed. Okay, and they let, and then, and I don't remember this. I do not recall. Okay, okay. I'm going to be honest. I all do right. not recall, but it sounds like something I would do because it was probably. Like an old white dude with a suit, bro. You know, right. and so I was like, <laughs> so somehow in the twist of fate, Complex is even more interested at that point. Obviously, <laughs> they ended up inquiring and finding my agent and finding my producer, and they're like, oh yeah, we already shot a pilot with them, and they're like, oh, there's a pilot. They go sure, and they send them the pilot, and they go, well, we want to order it straight to series. 
So in other words, there was no no qualms, no discussions. Right. They it just was, ordered this complex order series wow. based on seeing me in person once and watching my pilot, which my pilot was terrible. You think so? It was a thousand dollar pilot, you know. It was okay. So it was yeah, yeah. You I mean I am I'm a critical. I didn't yeah, love I it, but say. it's a pilot, dog. Nobody yeah. you know, watch the pilot for Seinfeld or friends. Oh yeah, it's no definitely. garbage, you definitely. know. Definitely. So um but you can see what it could be, right? Yeah. So they could see what it could be. Right. So the rest, I guess, you know, it's, it's a long story and a long, fun, great story. But uh, the rest is history. I, I, I did a whole season with Complex, 12 episodes. Nice. Uh, basically a double season for internet TV. Yeah. Um, I did... Um, uh, you know, uh, shit. It went to their online TV station, Go Ninety, for about nine months, Damn. and we were, you know, up there with LeBron's barbershop show before it went to HBO. Yep. It was on Go Ninety. Matt Damon had a show on Go Ninety. Yep. Uh, Complex really didn't pump me through Complex, and it kind of okay. hurt me. Yeah, Again, yeah. Another time where I was like, "Damn, dog." Like you, you, my checks came from Complex, homie, right. and they're like, "Go ninety, go 90. and I'm like, "Nah, dog." And so I edited my own. I was editing my own snippets, and I put Complex logo at the end of my snippets. Okay, yeah, and, it, and I, I, you watch anybody watch Joe Budden? All these yeah. fools have talked about how Complex never promotes them. Yeah. Joe Budden's like, "Yeah, you want to make viral clips of me losing my cool, or I me know. and Kanye yelling at each other, but you, but you don't, you don't, you don't put out you know, like our morning show episodes exactly. don't get promoted. Exactly. So like, you know, I got it. In other words, Joe Budden's like, I got exposed, and I got, I." went viral but where was my bread and where was complex promoting me and giving me right. opportunities right they just exploited me right mm-hmm. and i kind of felt that way i didn't feel exploited you know again it's hard to be exploited when you're the you know the majority when you're you know like i try to teach young people you know you don't you know you're not ex- when you're when you're the when you're the you know when you've been exploiting minorities and cultures mm-hmm. for 200 years mm-hmm. you don't get to turn around and be like i'm exploited right so i didn't feel exploited but i did feel like a little dusted yeah no, uh, and, and i had other people trinidad james friends of mine that have that, that work with complex that yeah. have done great and then i've had other friends that work with complex you know my homie it's racks mm-hmm. trini these are guys that still work with complex and yeah. those are my big homies and they're fucking successful right and complex promotes them but i i've seen plenty of people who've worked and they were sad and they didn't feel like complex backed them up and that's how we felt right so i was pissed i'll be honest um i started thinking about other things uh i started thinking about going into acting uh, and i I did some pilots for some comedies with fx and i went to hollywood and i was like yeah no i'm bigger than reality tv right definitely yeah fuck that right yeah like fuck that you you know oh yeah it's kanye shit bro oh i'm not good enough to be your producer no i'm gonna be the biggest rapper in the world and everyone laughed at him and he's like, yeah, no, you don't even like my production, but I'm telling you, I'm going to do the even the next better, right? Mm-hmm. That's how I felt. Okay. So then all of a sudden, my, my producer's like, you know, Quote 90 went out of business, and Complex doesn't really do TV anymore. They just do short form stuff, like yeah. really short stuff, like, you know, the stuff that Trini does now and the, yeah. the sneaker content. But back then, they got rid of long form internet TV, 22 minute. They got rid of it. Right. So I'm like, oh, sick, great, right? And they go, no, 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 you don't understand. Netflix is buying all of Go 90's cat- catalog. Wow. And I said, okay, cool. Uh-huh. And so they picked me and one other show out of the 12, 14 shows that they bought from Go 90 to actually mm. promote. And where Netflix, uh, where Complex didn't have my back, mm-hmm. Netflix had did. Wow. Uh, I woke up on New Year's Day in 2019. I uh, just went through a really rough divorce, living in a house with no heat, Ooh. you know, crying, like kind of just like in a bad place, in a place where I thought I was going to move on to the next thing. Yeah. And, and I had a rough night on New Year's Eve. I was alone. Uh, my girlfriend lived 5,000 miles away. My kids weren't at my house with me. And I was like, damn, bro, this New Year's sucked. Yeah. Right? 
Shit happens, right? Life is a road. Potholes, right? Mm-hmm. So I hit a fucking pothole. I woke up on New Year's Day 2019. My face was trending. My my face. Wow. My face was... Things Complex never did. Yeah. Never showed my face. Never advertised me. Mm-hmm. Never used my character to promote the show. Right. All of a sudden, Netflix was doing that. So we, I, I was suggested to my own self. When I woke up in the morning in a bad mood, mm-hmm. I'm going to lay around and watch something, have the day off. It's New Year's Day. Right. No, nah, phone's blowing up. Wow. Followers blowing up. Wow. Right? And all of a sudden, um, shop online orders blowing up. Right? I'm talking within the first few days. That's amazing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Sneaker Con calling me and they go, hey, um, can you come to Miami <laughs> and be on the sneaker panel? And I said, yeah, well, you know. Um, you know, I'm just having, you know, I got, I, you know, I'm trying to figure out financial and they go, Oh no, 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 no. It's a paid gig. It's a paid gig. What? And I'm like, okay, I'm there. What's yeah, up? yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I started realizing that it's me. I'm the it's art, you. right? Yeah. I'm the art. I'm the, I'm a performance artist. Yeah. Right? I'm the one who shows up and people want to hear my, me talk. People yep. wanted to hear my voice. And at all those times I was critical of myself with the show. Cause they made me look creepy, bro. They made uh. me look fucking like I was going up behind women. Like, you know, there's like, um, a time where an actual friend of mine came in and I helped her buckle her fanny pack and yeah. I was like teasing and I was like oh I'll come up behind you like this like joking right. but they like chopped it up to make it make look it like look. I rushed up behind her and like brushed but it's mm. actually someone who I know who trusted me that was like fine with me like buckling her fanny pack right. like you know but the way they made it look like it was a stranger yeah. and then to this day people are like y'all creepy with that girl in episode one they always comment and I'm like yo dog that's called Frankenbite dog they do yeah. it in reality TV and mm-hmm. it makes you look bad but you sign your motherfucking life away right. just like a rapper you know you sign your life away and these motherfuckers do whatever they want with your life missing your sound mm-hmm. so I, I wasn't I didn't I hated it I hated the show I didn't yeah. think it was that dope I didn't like the way they portrayed me uh, I didn't like it my face was red all the time because they'd have me standing out in the 90 degree sun and right. then ask me to do a long interview and I'm like guys you know whatever yeah. right but then all of a sudden to be validated and realize that people loved it yeah you know definitely. and my and my producer's like I told you people loved mm-hmm. you and I was like I hated it I hated the way I looked on yeah. that show and, and and then I realized that it was the ultimate uh, the ultimate insecurity uh, coming to fruition yeah. of anyone hearing your voice recorded here you know seeing yourself in a video and not liking it yeah. you know that came to I, my face my worst nightmares mm-hmm. which was hating myself right yeah and then I loved myself because yeah. It, I had validation and mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was right. That's awesome. I was right. I'm not yeah. crazy. I was right. And then, you know, uh, it, you know that we trended and, and we are the fourth most watched uh, reality show ever in the history of Netflix That's behind amazing. stuff like planet earth. You know, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like That's we're big. up there and they, they don't give ratings, but they do tell us that they yeah. told us that uh, I trended for a total of 20 different months. I think as a, as a top 20 trend, um, we were, I've had people during the pandemic, they put it back out yeah, and, and yeah. trended again. And I had people coming in thinking it was a brand new show. And they're like, Oh, yeah. he's in that new show. <laughs> you guys have this from the show. And I'm like, yo dog, that's three years ago. Right. Right. 2017. Right. Where you been, bro? Yeah. Like, I'm like shit, bro. You ain't see. I got way more jewelry now. Right. Well, you see me on the show. I got like four chains. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. Like now I'm like now I got a whole fucking chain closet. I'm balling now. What's yeah, up? I mean, where, where you been? Call me. <laughs> so uh, we, um, you know, we uh, were fortunate as a store, but. More than anything, that's, you know, manifesting things that I wanted, you know, yeah. I always wanted that, you know, yeah. and, um, 
and I and I think it's opened a lot more doors for me. I think uh, you know another mental health uh, uh, battle for me has been since the show to yeah. where I am now. What am I going to do, right? But all of a sudden, I'm having these opportunities, TV related, bigger things than I would ever imagine falling into my lap right. because I was patient and I and I let go of worrying about Netflix and season two because yeah. Netflix was doing murder. They're doing murder shows, dog. They don't yeah. do cool shit anymore, and yeah. they didn't. Guess what? They didn't have own the rights to my show. They weren't allowed to renew my season. Mm-hmm. Go ninety didn't exist anymore. So they couldn't renew my season. Complex doesn't do long form reality TV anymore. They couldn't renew my. So I didn't right. not get a season two. Right. So I was in this weird limbo land where I'm like, oh, I'm a superstar. Oh no, no. And I was, and of course I do great with appearances and I right. do great with collabs. But um, you know, once you get a taste of it, you're thirsty mm-hmm. and you want to work. You want to make another course, album, right? You want to make the follow up. Yes. So look, finally, some cool TV stuff has been falling in my lap that I think is going to be a hundred times bigger than my Netflix show. Oh, that's going to be amazing. No joke. I mean, no. Yeah. You, these guys, the king of manifestation. In other words, like, I got so, another TV show uh, on the way. One. That's another one thing. One. I, I'm, I'm the king of breaking and non-disclosure agreements, <laughs> but I can. I know that I'm allowed to say I have another okay. pro- project on the yeah, way. Yeah, we can't talk more about it. That's it. That's uh, all yeah. you can say. Let's, okay. just say. let's just say it's if you if you have the cheap cable package, you're still going to get me. Oh, there we go. Y'all Do heard it here first thing. on the TakeOver Lounge. That's awesome. <laughs> so what... um. What other, what other what other business ventures are you working? I mean, obviously, there's a new building. Yeah, so, yeah sure. We opened the sneaker store next door. Yeah. Um, I have the psilocybin company, Super Slobby Snacks, which is actually yes. um, uh, um, a uh, pet company of a larger psilocybin brand. Okay. So essentially, my own line of psilocybin okay. with a brand. I have my own actual line of cannabis called Bobby Bloodshot that's going to be coming out in January. If, if anyone who knows, who's a grower knows, have uh, making a true, actual, new, original strain, mm-hmm. you don't just do that and no. it takes a year right? right so you have to test grow so i'm in the process of testing and trying That's things nice. and and i'm enjoying that That's good. but uh i'm working with geek farms some of the guys from geek farms in oregon they're they're real big on the science side of yeah. cannabis and uh we're creating my own strand not a strand that exists that That's we just dope. threw my name on like yeah, a lot of, of people yeah. like uh, more similar to og kush with be real mm-hmm. cookies with burner yeah. I, I, bobby bloodshot is my pet my pet cannabis be brand. Uh, yeah, I'm stoked. I'll hook you up with a little with a little jar. I'll hook you, you guys will be the first to know. Oh, okay, bet. Hey. Take over lounge. No, take over lounge. Uh, I got some. Well, I we, got some. We got some guests that smoke. Yeah, so we're we'll, gonna lay. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Give yeah, it to your guests. Um, you know, and uh, the, those are some cool little things. Big things uh, would be um, I have a new food venture that Ooh. is also, I mean, you know, it's fine. I can talk about it. I'm, I'm essentially going into uh, the breakfast uh, business. Okay. I'm developing a line of breakfast sandwiches for a pretty big company. That's and it's tight. I've been working on that for a while. It's pretty sick, the okay. branding and everything. Um, so that's real. Um, and lastly, the new TV stuff um between our new live show here in the back which we've been talking about for a while and i don't care i don't you know every you know oh yeah you keep saying you're gonna do it I'm, we're doing it well, you yeah. guys are back here it's, it's just, right there it's, it's literally a matter right there. of just yeah. really <laughs> timing is everything and I, and it's not even uh, any, anything other than it just feels right you know you know uh i think people are used to watching tv on things like instagram live all of a sudden and so it's probably the right time yeah. so our live show and my new um 
cable project. That's gonna be fun. So those are all things that are right on my front store, on my on my doorstep that are like in literally at work on every day. A lot. Uh, and then yeah, the sneaker store, Generation Cool Sneaks next yeah. door. That's our baby. Uh, that's been shoot, uh, darn near nine months, wow. uh, and uh, going super strong. And that's something that excites me, just because it's a new space and a, and a unique space. And uh, we've always prided our, ourselves on. Uh, being able to cover all the bases. So, yeah. you know, not just clothes, not just toys, not, you know, everything. We we do sneakers too. Of course. You do it. <laughs> what don't you do, Slobby Robbie? What don't you do? You're not here doing it all. <laughs> ballet. I got ballet. bad balance, man. I feel, I feel like you could do ballet. I'm I down. feel like we got we to gotta do that. Slobby tries ballet. Lifter, homie. <laughs> That's what's up. Slobby, I appreciate you. Uh, before we end the podcast, I just got to say, I remember being 17 when Slobby Robbie, Slobby's World dropped. Okay. Uh, around, or was it 17 or 18? 18, 17? Okay. Because, yeah, we were, we were watching it together. Okay. Uh, so um, it was, like, so amazing just to see somebody from your hometown doing it from big. From your high school. Exactly. From my high school Bruh. as well. Like, Two and blocks from, away. And from my elementary school as Hell well. Yeah. Like, it's, it's amazing to see that. And it made it made me that much more inspired to go and do what I wanted to do to create my own reality. And I appreciate yeah, you good. for doing that. And really good. I remember writing down in my notes, uh, one night was just like people I want to interview. Slobby Robbie was right there. So I, yeah. I'll, I'll show you after this podcast, the note that Love I, that it. I had in there, but this wouldn't be possible without the connection with Manny Megs, man. Yes. So shout, shout out, out Manny. Manny. Manny's on the show. Yes. Uh, Manny's a, a great kid. Manny's one of an example of, of a human being who has evolved and just gotten doper and doper and he started as an intern once a week at our store and became sales was on the show and now he's his own his own Slobby Robbie right right yeah <laughs> that's, that's what we want he's out here man Manny hey. Mays is the hottest producer out in Tucson right now so shout out Manny May shout out Slobby Robbie go check out Generation Cool all these new things that are coming from Slobby Robbie is gonna be crazy so make sure you where can they follow you at Bro, just type in the word slobby on Google. You're going to see my big old face. It's easy. You know, You everything's slobby, everything. There it is. Yeah, we got gen, follow Generation Cool. Follow Generation Cool Sneaks because that's our new sneaker store, and it's a very cool sneaker account. And uh, keep an eye out for our new GCTV, which is our Generation Cool uh, YouTube and that's where we'll be, that's where we'll be chopping up the live show and putting on the highlights okay, and stuff like that's that. That's perfect. Snip awesome. it. Viral. Check them out. Check them out. Y'all know what it is. And yo, you can follow me personally at Z underscore underscore GIV. You can follow Daniela at Danny World Takeover. You can follow Mankind at the Mankind Podcast. You can follow all of us, our platform at the Lounge Takeover. You can follow Jose at Go. There it is, man. So, right. okay. at, you know what it is. We got the whole team. So, yo, we are out of here. We'll see you next episode. Thank you for uh, having me. Of course. Anytime. Peace. <laughs>